So Nate, it just occurred to me a few weeks ago on the E1 Patreon, I said something true about you that could be um, construed as mean. And I wanted to apologize for being right about this, that Andrew told me that you injured yourself um, playing basketball. And I said, well, you maybe you should have listened to your basketball coach a little better. Yeah. Wait, wait so what's the, what's the insult? Well, maybe you should have listened to him. I don't know if that's, I think it's no, it true. Happened, I'm just it saying. happened during my basketball lesson. Did you disobey him or is it his fault? Who's at fault here? I want to know. He takes, he actually takes a lot of blame. Cause I started, I started back up last week and he like kind of stayed away. Like he wouldn't text me or anything, you know? And he was very like shocked when it happened. <laughs> um, because it was fucking crazy. It was a, it was like a serious injury. Um, oh Jesus. I not, didn't know how bad it was. Not really. And like, no, no. I, th- I think that I did a lot of stuff to mitigate how bad it was. Yeah. Um, so it's really not, I guess it's, it's like, you know, it's what four weeks later, five weeks later and I'm totally fine now. All right. Well, can since you you're ball? fine. Yeah. I can still ball. Can I went hoop? back. I, I weirdly got better at basketball because I spent the whole entire time <laughs> that I couldn't move playing guitar. And I think that that made me more coordinated with my left hand, which has always kind of been my issue in basketball. And so I was just like, I was able to, I'm able to go left now, like with ease. I thought you were going to say that, uh, you were playing 2k the whole time and it made you good at basketball. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, that's what I thought. That's what made me good at basketball to begin with. It just didn't take me to the next level. Like, did you ever play guitar before? Or is this the first time you no, picked it up? Or? This is the first time I picked it up. I could always play a G chord. Uh, nice. <laughs> And that was it. But like, but I I would just write everything in my head. And then like even going back through my catalog, I'm like, fuck, I'd hate to have played guitar in a band with me because these are just this is the most boring fucking chords ever. <laughs> there are mere children on YouTube who learned how to play your own songs on guitar before you did. I didn't even. So here's the funny thing. I spent all these years writing all these songs winning like awards for songwriting and shit like that. I didn't even realize that you could basically just use six chords and cover and write every fucking song. And I gave away so much money to these fucking idiots who all they did was played uh, like the chords behind the music and were like, uh, (laughs) can I get 15% publishing? So that's a lesson to everybody. I can't imagine someone trying to play the stuff I write on a real instrument because it's all clicked in on piano roll and stuff. It's like a synth tracks where you would need 12 fingers to play all the notes <laughs> yeah. that are being held down. <laughs> um, I'll learn if you want me to. Yeah, you get more fingers. Yeah, it's going to have to get a couple attached. Maybe uh, maybe you know a guy, though, who attaches fingers. I'll go for the guy who fixed my leg in basketball. <laughs> yeah, remember when I broke my leg? leg? Yeah, I need, I need three legs and 12 <laughs> fingers. <laughs> and I don't mean a dick. There was a really don't good... Um, a, don't give me another dick. I mean a real leg. There was a frog song back in the day that was about uh, someone who kept getting plastic surgeries to get penises on their body. And then also, then they decided that they wanted them all turned to vaginas and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, what's a frog song? Do you know the band The Frogs? No, I thought you meant like you uh, don't know the frog, Michigan J Frog, the guy with the top hat, like no, was, or Crazy Frog, song. yeah, it was, or Crazy Frog. No, yeah. there was a band from the '90s called the Frogs, and they just made joke songs. But then all like the big alternative bands would take them out on tour, like like Pearl Jam and Smashing Pumpkins. I saw them open up for the Smashing Pumpkins nice. um, back in like my freshman year of high school, uh, and they made one really great joke album. Uh, fuck, I gotta find it. I think it was on like Sub Pop or one of those those record labels, but I'll send it to you guys afterwards. It's funny that they had a real band name 
and they were a joke band. In Pearl Jam, they were a serious <laughs> band who wrote about like depression and stuff, but their name was Come. Very true. Their, their name was just Come. I never even put it together until a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's very nasty. It's juvenile. gross. Yeah. It's like Cherry Pop and Daddies or something. <clears throat> yeah, that's like fucked up, though. That's a, that's a fucked up name. Yeah, that one is just like, even in the best possible interpretation, you're just like... Yeah, they rode that name all the way to Jock Jam Stardom, though. <laughs> it is true, yeah. that's uh, They also made a song about a, a race riot. Is that Zuzu Riot? Like a, yeah, the Zoot Suit Riot, the actual one, was like a pogrom against Latinos. And they just like heard the name of it and said, oh, that sounds awesome. We gotta. It was probably like a bunch of guys dancing. Right. We got to cancel the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah, they fucked up the yeah, band name and the name of are. their only hit. They're zero I bet for they two. have a residency at Vegas where they only play that song. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 them and like the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Oh, but didn't the, the Boston's guy went full MAGA, didn't he? Or he went COVID denier? I don't know. Did he really? Yeah, he left like the Jimmy Kimmel show, and I I want to say it was because he he became like a like a big uh, uh, pandemic guy. I can't keep track of all the bands that have gone through that. Van Morrison was my favorite. It's just like oh yeah, already, we talked about that a bunch. Already the most insufferable person in the world, and then he really just had to take it over the top. We listened to a yeah. bunch of that album. He has songs about Facebook on there. Oh, God. Just all kinds of stupid bullshit. And the music Ugh. is so boring and phoned in, too. His music sucks now. He's my. He's probably my one of my mm, three favorite artists of all time. And his music now is just, it's disgusting how bad it is. Yeah, he's fallen a he long way. He had the audacity way. to put out like a 50-track album. Like, it would be hard to get me to listen to one Van Morrison single <laughs> that's made when he's 75. Yeah, his music is literally just like um, when a bunch of dads get together to drink a beer and play some blues rock in a basement, but none of them were ever particularly good. Like, that's what it sounds like now. Yeah. It's just like guys of, taking blues solos and just like farting around. I love guys that age into, like what, it always like goes in a weird circle or I don't know what it is. But you reach a certain age where suddenly all you want to do is like play the blues for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so blues fucking is so stupid. funny to me. Like I, there are a lot of blues artists that I love, like the actual blues stuff from the Delta and Chicago blues. Like if you're in the mood for it, that stuff is awesome. Even though it's the same chords over and over again, like it has a certain appeal. But like the second white guys start playing it, it just becomes repulsive to me. Oh, if there's nothing... Yeah, like, even yeah. if I start playing it, I'm just like, oh. It's like when we watched <sighs> um, Anthony Blinken. No, that's not Blinken. Who was it? Uh, someone at uh, the State Department playing his... Yeah, it was Anthony Blinken and the guy who was in Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers. Oh, oh you're right. It Jeff was something. Anthony Blinken because his short he shortened his name to A. Blinken. Yeah, yeah, he he's very impressed with that. Well, I would be impressed with that too. I would ride. I would, it is pretty cool. I would ride that. It is pretty cool, especially if you work in the White House. Yeah, but yeah, but th yeah that's basically. Did, uh, what, I'm a hoochie coochie man by I, Muddy Waters. I think. Yeah, and they're forcing uh, all these foreign dignitaries to watch it. Like it was a State Department, a State Department event. Oh God, yeah. Like when Muddy Waters says I'm a hoochie coochie man, it's fine. But if a white guy says those words, it's yeah. just it should there should be like an obscenity trial. Yeah, about insane. That. I the Muddy Waters is the only is the only blues artist who I actually own an album by, and I I love him. But it's so fuck. It's when white guys do it, it's just God. It's it's so bad. 
And also, like, the tricks of the genre have already been incorporated into rock more broadly. So there's plenty of ways you can, like, play around with, like, the, the actual, like, blue note in a scale and stuff like that that's not super cheesy. But when you're just playing, like, blues, blues, and you're, like, a 75-year-old white guy, nothing good is ever going to happen. The late career of a lot of those blues guys, they went into funk. Like, Bo Diddley and Muddy Waters, the albums they made in the 70s, they were funk albums. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where those guys wanted the genre to go. They didn't want it to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, no one would want it to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Let's just, let's be real. That should (laughs) have never happened. The direction of the genre was supposed to go into, like, Parliament Funkadelic. Right. But then, like, white guys keep wanting to, they just keep going back to Cream and John Uh, Mayer. And it's just, it's a bad sound. I have that, uh, the Muddy Waters album that, that one of the winter brothers produced and it fucking it's amazing and he was just playing a lot of his own cover songs but just the way it was recorded the drum sound is phenomenal yeah a lot of those songs from back in his early career you could just take the vocal track and put it over pretty much anything Mm -hmm. it's almost like rap in that way where right it's like this the rhythmic bragging and you can kind of put it over anything, and it like it fits over different genres. It's it's prescient that way. Yeah, it's it's great. But even like like the band who who I I loved, you know, a whole bunch of their songs. But like when they would get bluesy, I'd just be like, "Fuck, what is going on? Why are we doing this?" All right, I thought of a good transition here. In the same way that white guys <laughs> doing blues is tedious, cartoon characters doing covers of serious songs. Perhaps a bit tedious, too. And we're going to spend like an hour listening to it, so strap in. Um, like, Nate, as a dad, you got to give us insight here. But it's so funny to me. Like, we've got a bunch of stuff from uh, Looney Tunes and Mickey Mouse and all this shit here where they're covering the Beatles. They have a whole Looney Tunes Elvis cover album. Uh, Mickey Mouse covering Queen. And it's just like... Is there really, even among five-year-olds, is there an audience for that? Like, do your kids no, no, want to hear no. that instead of just the real songs? No, the only thing that, well, I will I will say that the only thing I remember us doing something like that was uh, when he, when Levon was in his like Elmo phase, there was like a Sesame Street where they were singing like John Jacob Jingleheimer or whatever that song was. Um, that was the closest we got as far as, uh, cartoon characters or like children's characters singing songs yeah, but you I know those like, like those babe like baby baby plays the radio head baby baby radiohead albums like I, I had a friend that when we were talking about it earlier i had a friend who made a bunch of money like being like oh i just did a baby radiohead lullaby album and it, it's like oh i would never play that <laughs> oh, for my that stinks i would yeah. never play that for my kids like oh hell no no that's the most surefire way to make them dislike radiohead (laughs) i expect my children to um just be with it and not want to listen to like children's songs yeah but even the example you were giving that was babyish when i was a baby it seems fair if if it's like john jacob jingleheimer schmidt that's just like some public domain shit anyway so like that's a great that's a great song too yeah that one still goes in the paint it It does still go in the paint that Um, was on 2k13 the soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) Those in between hot cross buns and Mary had a little lamb. 
Um, but yeah, this, this kind of stuff blows my mind because I don't remember ever listening to this shit as a kid either where I definitely had like the Space Jam soundtrack, but that wasn't covers, you know? It was like most of it wasn't Looney Tunes at all. There's only like one Bugs Bunny song on there. Yeah, I never have never heard of Bugs Bunny doing a cover of of We Will Rock You. Bugs Bunny has done an insane amount of covers as we've just learned. Like we thought that the Beatles album was the only full album, but there's a full Broadway album, a full Elvis album. Like especially during the 90s, they were just churning this shit out. <sighs> but Bugs Bunny, yeah. Bugs Bunny is like, he doesn't even strike me as someone who would be a singer that you would want to listen to. No, of course not. All this shit sounds terrible. As we're he has like a weird, doesn't he have like a New York accent when he talks? He's like, why I oughta? Yeah. So, I mean, no, no one wants to listen to that. And, and I mean, we'll get to this later, but uh, like Billy West, who did most of the 90s Bugs Bunny stuff uh, and also is like Fry on Futurama and everything. He did most of this stuff himself. But for the Beatles album, he just was not. He just, like didn't appear on it. <laughs> I don't so, know if it was like if he was too offended by the project or what. But. Maybe he was friends with George Harrison personally. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be rude to do one of his songs in a cartoon voice. It's funny that they put out the Elvis one in the 90s. You can picture the, uh, if, you, if you get really classist, if you go into your mind palace, <laughs> you can picture the person that would buy that. Someone who's really into both Tweety Bird and Elvis in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's one of my aunts, I think. I've seen her and it's one of my aunts. Yeah, absolutely. I would think it'd be like, a, I feel like like a Morrissey fan would also be like that too. <laughs> That's a good take. I could see like Morrissey a- Morrissey kind of is like that yeah, a little bit. I could bit. see like a Moz fan being like, I, oh, I also have a, a, a Tweety Bird tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I, there is kind of a rockabilly overlap. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there Morrissey is. does kind of fill an Elvis role for a lot of people. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Now I don't sound like I've just fucking made it up, but but I see it personally. Yeah, like I like Morrissey, but the people who like follow him and are like obsessed with him and like look up to him so much, like, yeah, you know, he's me, a goofy guy. He seems he has like some an great awful. Songs, he kind of seems, like seems, seems kind of awful. Yeah, oh, a, totally, yeah especially like, now. Yeah, he's become even worse, you know. But for me, it's more that I like Johnny Marr, and then Morrissey is part of the package with the Smiths, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of. I feel the same the same way, especially as a guitarist. Yeah, <laughs> using your yeah, uh, kind of like David Lee Roth. Yeah. He's like the indie rock David Lee Roth. He's the guy <laughs> yes. who's like, he's very goofy, but it, you know, it fits. Yeah, and David, He's not like the best musician in that band, but hey, he's, he's doing his job. And David Lee he's Roth, an entertainer. He, he had like a solo career, right? Sort of. He did, uh, he did California Girls, the cover, oh, yeah, and he right. did uh, I'm a Gigolo. So two covers. Okay, well then check this out. If you're going to cover California Girls, then there's a world where Bugs Bunny is going to cover we will rock you. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Like if yeah, you're going to cover, Roth is a yeah. cartoon character. Yeah, he, he, yeah, and he is, and he's as, he seems as annoying as Bugs Bunny too. All right, let's check out. So let's start with some Mickey Mouse stuff first, and then we're going to get to the main event. This one's the Mickey Mouse version of. I think it's Goofy actually singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Here we go. This is a Mickey Mouse song, <laughs> like saying a Mickey Mouse ring. I I hate Goofy so much. <laughs> Why would you want to listen to this? You're doing the 90s. Everyone was shooting Barney and having the games where you kill Barney, but it should have been Goofy that was getting shot. Yep. Like, if you're a parent, you can't let the CD come into the house. (laughs) This fucking sucks, man. Like, the second you hear this, two seconds in, it's like, we got to scratch this up and make sure uh, it can't be played anymore. (laughs) 
accidentally drop it on the ground. Dude, I would shoot myself if I had to fucking hear this every day. Here's the thing, though, is as a parent, you dictate what your kids listen to. That's what I don't understand about when, like, shit like this even makes it this far. Is True, yeah. yeah. You have no to shut the blame but like Christmas gifts. I sure do love these hot Like the grandparents go to the store and they get a thing that says children on it. Yep. And they do. And they don't really know what it is. And then you can't really, like, take it away. Yeah, well, you have to hide it when but they're gone. I feel like kids wouldn't even want to listen to this. No, yeah, why this would fucking they? sucks. Like, what is entertaining about this at all? And this is, this is, wait, is, oh, so it's Mickey's top 40 tunes. Does that mean that they're his favorite songs? I guess so. It's like the songs in Kurt Cobain's diary. <laughs> Well, we can see what, what songs are on it. We got, uh... Polly Wally Doodle. Purple People Eater. All right, let's go on. Here's uh, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions Medley. Medley. There's something a little bit sinister about Mickey Mouse doing all those public domain songs. <laughs> and then Disney getting royalties. Yeah, all that IP, yeah. This isn't even a character. It's just some guy singing a yeah, shitty this cover. Is, yeah. This is Mickey Mouse? This is a tone deaf producer. They start ad-libbing over it as it goes along. Yeah, this just sounds like shit. Oh, there's Minnie Mouse. This is how a lot of those go, where they realize that there's not enough material in just doing the voice and singing the song. So they have to do like a skit where they're in the studio. Yeah. They're like, hey, let me in front of the mic. Or, no, I want to play the drums. <laughs> they have to like, they have to fill it out with that it's kind of so shit. So fucking bad. Like, no kid wants to hear that. Or, or what kind of kid would? Gosh, that was swell. But you know, at the end of the game, it really doesn't matter who won or lost. Uh oh, that's some participation trophy talk from Mickey there. Uh huh. <laughs> also, just some guy. This is such an uninspired cover. This is so awful. <laughs> it also like shines a light on like the song is maybe not as great as you he, it is when you hear it like in a in a better context. Yeah, like um it's kind of like the difference between song of the year and record of the year like the recording of it versus the actual core craft of the song, you know. What this song needed was fucking goofy talking over it. There's just nothing to do with this concept. They're really trying. Like they've got all these different overdubs with the different voices. They, they just got anybody's uncle to go in there and do Donald Duck. Yeah, <laughs> that is the worst voice you can possibly do. They, like if you want to make people want to murder yeah, you, yeah, they just, uh, do a Donald Duck impression. <laughs> I can't even do it. I have like I had like six uncles that would do it. So I feel like they just picked up an uncle off the street and just had him come in. It's the easiest way to make a baby cry <laughs> without pinching them. So this one's slightly different where it's not a cover, but I wanted to listen to it because this was ghost written by Jay-Z. That's right. And what I didn't really? know is that it was written when Jay-Z just dropped his first album, so he wasn't even well known yet. Like this was him before anyone realized who he was. That's sort of the role Kanye had with Jay-Z. Here's the game plan. 
he was like the behind the scenes guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he came out later as being the star for in sure. his own right. And that's sort of the role Jay Z had with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yep. He was the behind the scenes producer guy. It's People also only knew about Bugs. If you um, think about this being delivered by Jay Z, you can absolutely imagine like how he would like flow on this. I'm hearing it right now. The, I've had friends who have worked with him in the studio, and they say that when he he works because he doesn't write anything down, which I think yeah. is both admirable and like well if you're sitting in the studio you can at least put it like if you write something good you can put it down but instead he just he sits there and he he's, he starts thinking and he, and he starts making this high-pitched squeal he's like <laughs> and then he like waits again he's like okay play that back and then eventually he just wraps the part so like that's what probably what happened when they recorded this yeah, <laughs> so That's funny to imagine. Like, we're gonna need you to write yeah, something you, about like, Bugs Bunny. He's like, well, I need to be in the booth in order to write it. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna go home and write it. And then suddenly he's sitting listening to this and being like, <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's in the booth just like uh, number one objective: beat the monsters. Shouldn't be too hard. Them guys ain't smart. I think that was a little harsh. A diss track, you know. Yeah. Also, to be fair, the, the Monstars were from Moron Mountain, so they did it to themselves. Well, I mean, you gotta blame the writers of the movie at that point. Like, I would just, I would like to hear it maybe from their perspective, because it's not like Porky Pig is a. He's not at the Algonquin Round Table. Oh, dude, okay, I pulled up the lyrics of this. There's a line I think we already missed it where he said, "Like Trump's wife, I'm up to my ears in carrots." Wow. Because he's orange? Uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny's MAGA. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like, like Jay-Z from that era was his reasonable yeah. doubt. Yeah, exactly. It's actually a good. It's a good chorus. Yeah, I mean, it's better than yeah, everything else. I want to hear the Jay Z version. There must be one somewhere. I was looking it up earlier. Uh, it's rumored to exist, but it's not on the internet, to the best that I could tell. Like, there's probably a Max Martin version of a lot of songs. Yeah, oh, with for, him oh, just doing and those will never be oh, released. Sure. I would love to hear. I've heard. I've heard like but, a handful of like Max Martin, but. But it's another guy doing like the top, writing the top line, and he's just like mumbling uh, with like auto tune all the way at like 100. Yeah, it makes sense. But, uh. But like Jay Z and Kanye did for Watch the Throne, did We Are Young when I, the day like I wrote it, they took it. Uh, before I like had even anybody else in my band had even heard it. Yeah, uh, I remember it, you were telling me that on one of the episodes we did, it, I think. And that was supposed to be on the album, and then they wanted like all the publishing, and it was like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> and there's a there's a version floating around, but I've never fucking heard it. Oh, interesting! But it's out there. It's somewhere. You should demand it's it. Absolutely, yeah. They, it was on the record, like early track list and everything. You should have sold it to Bugs Bunny. Oh, for sure. He's back. Daffy, the hip-hop tough. The cartoon character kicked it. What's up? 
Yeah, this is like a different phenomenon from the 90s where Looney Tunes was just like culturally relevant enough to just make a song about them. <laughs> yeah. In 1992, to rival Bart Simpson, that was an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> As like a t-shirt guy or a guy who would do raps. This really should have been on the Jock Jam CD. You know, when you put it that way, Bugs Bunny is kind of like a proto Bart Simpson. Because, Nate, like you were saying he earlier, is, yeah. he's just an annoying guy. <laughs> yeah, he just needs a dad that he annoys. Oh, that's a great idea. A Homer Simpson equivalent for Bugs. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Or I think that Homer Simpson should have adopted Bugs Bunny. I would watch that show. Ooh, Daffy smoking a cigarette there. He's cool as fuck, dude. Did someone I put make... this on my like tracks on Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> did someone um, make a video for this, or did they just take a bunch of old Looney Tunes and then just splice like when they kind of said words that looked like it? I think that's what it is. I'm not 100% yeah, like, sure, that. yeah. but that's what it seems like. But was it like an internet-made video, or did, was this like a professional video of someone? I think this is original, but it's using yeah. archival footage right. mostly. Yeah, it like predates most internet stuff. Like, I think this is like 1992 or whatever. Yeah. It's like when, like, what, Lana Del Rey used to just, like, take a bunch of old videos and splice them together on her YouTube of, like, yeah JFK or shit like that. Yeah, she would just have the Zapruder film on loop. <laughs> yeah. It's public domain, you can't get in trouble. Dynamite. It's so funny to put that much passion into a vocal part for a song that's about Bugs, Bi Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to think about being a studio guy for one of these. Like, I was looking up some of the names of the guys who are on these records. Like the Beatles one, the guy who did the guitar and the bass, he was in Jerry Garcia's first band in 1964. That's so funny. Ugh. And now he's a studio guy and he plays on stuff like this. Like, I guess you just show up to work and they say, today you're going to do a cover of Yesterday for Daffy Duck to sing over. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, I know that song. And you play it and you get paid a thousand bucks or whatever and you go home. Uh, Alex, the other good one you found by that same guitarist is he did two songs for L. Ron Hubbard for some Scientology thing. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's what it was like to work as a studio guy back then. Before they had uh, like just these days, it like would YouTube be YouTube uh, background tracks for free. It'd be like Tim Pool these days, maybe. What the fuck is this? So this is interesting. This was from 2011. They had a reboot of the show. I was just clicking around on like Bugs Bunny and Tasmanian Devil and Daffy Duck on Spotify user pages. And I found this. And it's clearly a Credence Clearwater revival pastiche. Written for the Tasmanian Devil in 2011. <laughs> so bizarre. Like, who is this it's for? Yeah, it's so inexplicable. Like, even the parents of, like, kids. Like, that might be too old for my parents. Like, they were, like, seven or eight yeah. when Credence was big. Most likely now people are going to recognize it from San Andreas. 
when Green River starts playing when you're up in the mountains and you're stealing a truck <laughs> in that part of the game. Man, Alex, I do really want to get Bugs Bunny to be my number one artist on Spotify for the year-end thing. You're right. That's, it's, it's a noble goal. Yeah, like there's that cloud thing that shows all the artists at the end of the year. I think it's a separate website. I forget if it's uh, part of Spotify or not. But they're like, there's Daffy Duck, there's Porky Pig, Yosemite Sam, the Tasmanian Devil, Elmer Fudd. Marvin the Martian, Foghorn Leghorn has some tracks. Like any of those. You could make that be on your end of year. Yeah, list. I want my end of year to be all that, nothing else. I mean, that's 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 what I knew you as before I knew you. Yeah, true. From uh, E1. Yeah, I knew I knew you as the the guy who liked Looney Tunes. The intervention of Charles Austin episode. One of the one of the best ones. All right, here we are with the Looney Tunes sing the Beatles strap in because we got a fucking half hour of this shit. This one, it's not Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's yeah. Just some that's guy. what I was saying earlier. It's not Billy West. It's just some guy who filled in on this album, and it sounds I, like yeah. shit. Like not even a different voice for him. Just some guy. <laughs> yeah. You look him up, nothing. It was just the janitor. And can you do a Bugs Bunny voice? Sort of. Well, come in here. So maybe, th- maybe this is like to get like. If the kids are into Bugs Bunny, but you want to get your kids into the Beatles, maybe that's that's what you do. Is uh, play that's this? interesting. But yeah. as Dan has pointed out many times, the Beatles are already a children's band, basically. Yes. Yeah. Like Rocky Raccoon. Like, come on. This was a few years before the Beatles one came out. Yeah, and that was true. what got me into the Beatles. I think. Oh, was it really? Like I had heard them before. Yeah, that was what two thousand, I think. So I would have been seven. And I remember I got that tape as a present because I think I had like one Beatles CD, but that's when I was, I first heard a lot of their songs. Yeah, that's a good point that a seven year old can easily get into the Beatles. So why would you need this shitty version of it? Yes. Yeah. And I was well aware at the time that like listening to kids bop is lame. Yeah. It's lame to like stuff that's for babies. Even when I was like four, I was like, I want to, I want to listen to real music like my parents do. I don't want to listen to. Row, row, row your boat. Uh, Levon is Johnny Cash singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. <clears throat> the first song that Levon began singing at like a year and a half was the Obla Di Obla Da. Like he would listen to it and just want to listen to it over and over again. That's the ultimate kids song. Yeah, absolutely. Paul McCartney annoyed the shit out of the rest of the Beatles with that. Yeah, Makes like sense. Cornball 50s music. That was like one of the hinge points of uh, like 1968. Was he had a, he did so many takes on that and had so many instruments on it, and the rest of them hated. It. What was it that John Lennon said about those kind of songs of his? They're like fucking granny crap or something. Uh, yeah, he he said something really funny where he was like, he's writing a song every single day about like some person. <laughs> like, I can't remember yeah. what John Lennon said, but he yeah. was always quirky great. Fireman wearing a rain mac. Yeah, yeah. They show up to the studio and Paul is like, I've got a gospel song, and they're like, ah. I've got a reggae song. Oh. Yeah, I used to I used to think that he was the best and now I fucking can't stand him. Yeah, he's my least favorite of the three like main Beatles songwriters. But again, all of them have some real hits, but He's given me tremendous peace of mind. He knows that. This is a fucking skit after only one song. 
<laughs> well, no, you need a skid. I respect that Paul is still alive. <laughs> you got to give him credit for competency. Like he was always uh, the most on top of things. I was just talking with uh, some some people literally today about Paul McCartney, and I was like, I wish he would just die already. <laughs> no, I don't want it to happen. Well, he's not. He's never going to die. Yeah, he's going to be like 125. He deserves it more than Bob Hope. Is Bob Hope still alive? No, thank God. <laughs> no, he would be, I think, 120. They just, they, Paul keeps dying, but they keep finding a guy that looks like him. Yeah, he's a robot Yeah, now. Paul is dead actually happened, but it was in 2017. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It would be much easier to do it now. You could just say, well, his face is like that because he's 79. His skin is falling off. I feel like The Fool on the Hill is a very deep cut to do as a yeah. second track. Like, oh yeah, Paul got like a really bad, sur he got a bad plastic surgery. He, he looks nothing like Paul anymore. He should do the, um, the Dr. Dre thing. He just gets super jacked on steroids as an old man. <laughs> yeah. HGH. I think that would kill him. <laughs> It'd be a good way to go. That's the closest thing to like giving something to a Victorian child and it kills them instantly. <laughs> it is a lad from Liverpool born in 1940. The worldly riches do not interest you. They interest me very much. What must I God, this album is such a chore. <laughs> I think that's the reason they did this, is to have this sort of dialogue in there. Yeah. Like, it's it's almost a fairy tale. Yeah, and I guess that's so. classic Looney Tunes yeah. stuff, like having a fairy tale, but they're, they fill the roles and they make it wacky. I, I gotta say, I'm the least but mad it, at like, this I one. don't know about the fool on the hill. Like, I already don't like that song, so... It's a decent song. Yeah, it's I kind of right. like it. It's weird. That's so weird. It's one of my uh, the Long and Winding Road and Full on the Hill are my two least favorite. Oh yeah, McCartney Long songs. and Winding Road sucks. But. Really? I mean, yeah, I, it's very good, and I actually think it's better with the Phil Spector stuff on it. Yeah, me too. Like about half of that album is better with the Phil. But it is Spector very stuff. like, it's so sappy. Like I don't. That's not something I'm going back to listen to. Also, the fact that he wrote that when he was like 28 is also really annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> when you realize like how young someone was when they wrote a song like that, totally. yeah. like an old guy ass song. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> I loved Ram. Ram was one of my favorite albums growing up. Yeah, that might yeah. be his best solo album. It was. It was like such a massive influence to me as a songwriter. Uh, and then in the last like 10 years I, it was just like no not this guy I can't take him like and I just yeah. <laughs> disowned his whole entire catalog like one time uh, I had been like been at something and he was sitting in front of me and and he would sit normally the whole time but then when the cameras would go on him he would start doing like the fucking Beatles like head bobble type of thing <laughs> He's just like conditioned like, from an entire hey, lifetime of I'm that like, shit you know Dude you're 90 like if like and you are probably the most famous musician alive like the last thing you should do is is a be here but b yeah. like b ham anything up just look mad the whole time yeah start doing some hgh and just get ripped dude yeah no one could tell you what to do you're paul mccartney oh he's awesome 
your birthday. Yeah, I can't imagine what he's like as a human. He probably does just feel like he has to be on a lot of the time, you know? Well, I mean, those, yeah, those I think songs. He's, he's so lost in that role. Yeah. Those songs are so indicative of someone that has to be on all the time. He's yeah. the, he's kind of like he's kind of like Bugs Bunny of musicians. <laughs> he's a people pleaser. I think John was more of the Bugs Bunny. That's true. He was more of a joke. Like saying they were bigger than Jesus. That would be yeah. a Bugs Bunny line. Yeah. Well, they were all silly except for George. Well, he was pretty silly. He did all that Indian stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he had a silly face. He was a big Monty Python guy too. Yeah, they were all into, like, uh, the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, they loved the Smothers Brothers. I think John Lennon and Harry Nilsson got kicked out of the Troubadour for, like, for causing a racket during a Smothers oh, Brothers really? show. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Those guys caused too much trouble in L.A. I wish that they had lived long enough to come to the Troubadour to see E1 there. They enabled Keith Moon too hard. Yeah, I feel like everybody. Okay, so this is a skit about the birthday. But it's just like, do kids want to listen to that? Like, I don't know, but it just seems so like, just such a weird thing to put on and pay attention to for a half hour. You can see the process as they were working on this, where someone had the idea, probably an, a higher up, uh, because like his kid was listening to a Beatles song and he said, why don't we update this for a yeah, modern generation? Yeah. And then someone had the task of having to figure out how to make the, like, uh, just a sound-alike cover of Birthday by the Beatles entertaining for three and a half minutes. That's a good point. It's one of those uh, projects where no one is enjoying it the whole way down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a chore for everyone at every step. Yeah, like, Bugs, it's my sucks, birthday. Man. No, it's, it's my birthday, por Porky Pig. I'm the Tasmanian devil. It is wild to think that there it, there are projects where everybody involved, even the people that are that that come up with it, are fucking miserable. Yeah, the guy who comes up with it says this will make money. Then he passes it on to the next guy. Like, oh god, now I gotta do this. Stop tape! Stop the tape! Look, bugs, we're never gonna get this song recorded. Also, this the production quality on this is pretty nice. Right. Read my beak. They had that '90s Looney Tunes money. <laughs> They have stereo panning, so their voices are in different places. And I say, go, go, go. I knew this should have been a solo act. Oh, no. Sorry. I guess that's kind of funny for him to say, oh, no. And I say hello. They all just turn into skits. Yeah. Yeah, they're like talk singing. It's half like what the I was song. just saying. Like, no, I want to be in front of the mic. No, I want to be in front <laughs> the of the mic. You can just, thing you can come up with. Someone was just trying to get this over with. Yeah. Where's Bugs? Have we caught Bugs' voice yet? I think the the voice actor is just bad at doing his voice. Yeah, it's hard to tell the difference between him and the other characters, like other than Taz. Shockingly bad at it. It's just some guy. Taz had a real big moment. Yeah, he's a 90s guy. Yeah, oh, for big time. Like, Taz was like for the bad boys, too. Yeah, he's for people who get a little bit wild. He's the Kurt Cobain of, of Bugs Bunny. When they're with their friends, they become random. Your part's hello. Let's run through this again. 
He's definitely better for a t-shirt than Daffy Duck or Porky Pig. Oh, absolutely. Bugs is pretty good. Mm. What if I got really into Porky Pig in my mid-30s? I feel like he's actually kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to get into Foghorn Leghorn, and then I'm going to have to denounce him after finding out that he calls it the War of Northern Aggression. But that's basically, Branson is Foghorn Leghorn, I think. Foghorn Leghorn has two tracks on that album in 2011. One of them's called Cock of the Walk. Damn. Didn't some, someone from, uh, what was that band? Leonard Skinner died today? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. The last remaining, like, member? Yeah, R.I.P. I guess. Yeah. I was about to, to start roasting the Freebird solo, but you know, maybe I'll just let it be. <laughs> Took three guys to go up and down a pentatonic scale that much. I don't see. I don't even know what the fuck that means, guys. That's gonna be the first scale you learn if you want to uh, start learning scales. I know, pentatonic and I do want to start. I do want to start learning scales, guys. Yeah, learn the pentatonic minor. Like it'll. It's the one that most quickly makes you feel like a rock star. Because cool. it's like simple and you can play It's only five notes per octave So you can play them over a lot of stuff kind of Right um, Yeah you'll, you'll like it once you do it Guys I'm I'm currently using one of those uh, Diadario or whatever The little like hand strengthener things Oh yeah I know those things I'm working Oh yeah I have one of those I'm working out my hands right now Nice Well here's something one of my friends said that he that my hands looked bigger. Sounds like you could do Oh wow. Like ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> Probably one of the best videos of all time. It's pretty good. I don't know if anyone's tried that since. Doing big head mode. Or something along those he lines. Did big, big he did mode. big hands. Was that was that uh uh move out the way, move out the, No, no, it was get back. You don't know me like that. Me get like back. that, yeah. Both the of those are him, fucking good song. It might have been both. I don't remember. Yeah, he did both they blurred together for me. Oh, get back is such an I amazing mean the, song. The hand gag, the visual gag. Uh, Not which, the Beatles which, get uh, back. It's video fine. It is. Yeah, I kind of just imagine that every ludicrous video has a big hand gag. <laughs> He really did have like such a distinctive flow too. Yeah, he was good. It would be nice to have a few friends over after a hard day. I've been waking. Yeah, Nate, what's your been? What's... They're just talking. Yeah, uh, it's, this is so like laborious of a listen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nate, what's been your approach to learning guitar? Of like, my thing is like, the sooner you start just playing songs you like, the more you'll actually stick with it. You know? Yeah, that was my. So that was kind of how I like started. Was I was just like. Um, I was like, well, I should just learn how to play like uh, there's like a, like a guided by voices song or something like that. It was like four yeah, chords. Exactly. And I was like, if I can play this, OK, we're on to something. Do you know Goldheart Mountaintop Queen Directory? No, that's a very easy one to play. It's basically uh, you play B on the low E string and then play the open A and D strings. Okay. And then go down. Okay. Thank you. You're my own uh, guitar tab. I have like the guitar tab website uh, the app on my phone. You gotta go ultimate guitar. Is that what I? But then I've been so I've been learning now on this app because initially what was supposed to happen was Buckethead was supposed to be my guitar teacher. Oh man. <laughs> we couldn't see it because he had a bucket yeah. on his head. He he came over and we just ended up talking the whole time. <laughs> um. 
he's a he's a neighbor, and Santa Barbara is a small city. Um, oh, nice. And uh, and he like brought me a guitar and everything because I didn't even have a guitar. Was uh, it the now, SG that you took a picture of? Or no, I've else? I've since bought. He no, he gave no. He he brought me. Uh, an awful guitar that he came like last week and was like, uh, you should just throw that out. But I thought it was, was like, it a, I thought it was a sincere like gift because he's a very, uh, I mean, he it is. It can't be that bad. I like a, a used guitar he has. Like his standards must be high. No, he has no standards. He has what, that's kind of what makes him kind of awesome. Yeah, I respect that. Oh, so it could actually be like a bullet squire. It is a, a it's a, uh, I'm looking at it and it's in my corner. It's a Mitchell. No idea oh. what that is. And that was probably one of the three guitars that he has with him right now. Oh, this is kind of a deep cut. Yeah, this is a wild choice. Great song. But he was cool. He taught me how to like switch, like an easy way to switch between E, A, and, and D. Nice. You know, like anchoring your finger. Uh, yeah. Now you just need to learn a bunch of songs in A major and just stick to those three chords. I know. Well, I've just been writing a bunch of songs in A major. Oh, awesome. Oh, those are like $150 guitars. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, respect that. He has those lying around. Like, he, that, that is, uh, that's unique. That's no, I mean, he's probably, he probably has made, because he makes like a new record every week. He's probably made a record on that guitar alone. I sense him. A lot of guys at that level that th they only play guitars that are like at least five thousand dollars. So, I like bought uh, like my first nice acoustic because I was doing all this songwriting. I was like, okay, like I deserve a nice acoustic. I've I've written enough songs. Like I could, the least I could do is get a nice acoustic. And he yeah. came over and played it and was like, I've never played a guitar this nice in my entire life. And it wasn't really like that crazy. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, I respect him for that's that. That's how Absolutely. I am with a nice guitar. He he was, he, like uh, he's a he's such a unique uh, person. Probably the coolest person and nicest person in the entire world. So I, I can't even say I can't even joke bad about him because I've never met anyone nicer in my entire life. Yeah, that's awesome. But I was looking. And I was like, uh, hey, dude, your your guitars are going for like eleven. Your signature guitars are going for like twelve thousand dollars on Reverb. And he's like, yeah, I don't really, I only have like one of them because uh, all mine got stolen. And I'm like, you'd think <laughs> the Gibson would fucking send him a guitar. Yeah. Putting Gibson on Gibson blast sucks. right now. Oh, uh, yeah, Gibson does. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting Their here. quality has gone way down, but the price keeps going. Yeah, down. I've yeah. always been a Fender guy guitar wise. It's for like rich dads who don't actually play guitar, who just want to spend $8,000 on like the, the classic turbo awesome Gibson Les Paul 1957 classic. Yeah, like dentists who don't actually play, but they want to have that. Yeah, I, I the first guitar I bought was an SG because I was like, because obviously I've been around guitars my whole entire life. Like I've, I've always been like in the studio being like, hey, play this, you yeah. know. And oh yeah, the, like SGs when we would go on tour, it's like they would always just fucking go. They sounded great, but they would always just go out of tune in two seconds. And I'm like, well, if I'm just in my studio, then it'll, it'll, who cares? Um, but then I discovered, like, because we had, like, a very strict, like, no Stratocaster rule for whatever reason. And, <laughs> I, and I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing my whole life? Like, it's, I don't, it doesn't look good, but man, does it sound good. Roll them when you're ready, Amadeus. Yeah, my, the reason I 
never got into SGs is just the weight of them is so weird to me. Like the body versus the neck. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the neck just like, like yeah, drags. The thing about it, like if you're playing without strap locks, I've had this happen to me on an Epiphone SG where it the headstock is so heavy that like if you drop it or the strap breaks, it hits the ground and then the headstock is at an angle. So that'll hit the ground first and then it'll snap. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep. And that won't happen with a fender because it's like it's straight across. So if it hits the ground... Yeah, the like, heads, the, the tuning pegs aren't break. on the bottom or anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm currently looking to sell my SG because even as a when I'm doing recording and stuff, I'm like, yeah, even tonally, like I'm not really like looking for it. Yeah, it it really was the, it was the guitar I always thought I wanted until I played it, and then I was like, mm -hmm. ah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like or, or like a flying V, right? Yeah. I can't imagine having a flying V because yeah, you just no. can't play it sitting down. Uh -huh. And also, you must have to get a special case for it. I mean, speaking yeah. of nice guitars, like the Japanese Jazzmaster I have now is like my only actually nice guitar. And now it's just always going to be my main guitar because it's like, I don't need anything better than it. And I'm not going to go back to anything worse. So now this is where I'm just going to end up, you know? Yeah. Is it a 90s Jazzmaster? Uh, it's like 2010s. It's pretty new. Sick. Um... But it's, it's just like the neck is so insanely smooth and it's just like feels right. And it's like well set up. Unlike my other guitars, they're set up like shit. Like I never realized how poorly set up my guitars were until I got this one. You know? uh, I just got stuff set up <clears throat> last week and the difference is is insane. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know to do that or they try to fuck around it with the, like fuck around with it themselves. And like I've learned that it's it's worth it to just go in and pay the expert guy $40 just so you can be sure that like, okay, this is perfect. It's not weird. The action's not fucked up. It's not like, uh, it's some people will play with bad action for years and years because mm -hmm. they looked up a tutorial and they read it wrong. And yeah. I, it's not worth it. I, uh, I bought like a $400 like parts caster, like just a total piece of shit, mainly for the pickups. And, uh, and I took it in to get set up. Like when I was in LA like a couple weeks ago, I just like took it into like a random guitar shop like or like that specialized in setting it up and I got it back and it's it's like probably it's it's in my top two easily to play, you know, amongst these like, you know, four or five nice guitars that I have is this like just shitty one because it got set up and it's just so nice. Yeah, now. absolutely. It goes a long way. Yeah. What are we doing? Guys what the fuck are the we clamps doing? and shit? Yeah, yeah, why is this shit still? Should yeah, we just I was, uh, was going to say there was a there was a bowling match happening at some point. That keeps happening with these where they sing it for part of the first verse and then they just do a skit over the instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> and they were at the bowling alley. What does that have to do with yesterday? Yeah, if it was Penny Lane, I'd understand that it's the bowling lane or something, but <laughs> that's cool. You, they need to have you rewrite these. Yeah, they should actually. We've talked about them so much on E1. They need yeah. to give us a shot. But what what album are they going to redo? What album are you going to rewrite for? Uh, Jay Z, Bob Marley, Come Legend. Megan Trainer. Will you, We're on tour, right? And this is a tour bus, right? Actually, you know what? I, I would do Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bugs Bunny yeah. sings Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan does Highway 61, or Bugs Bunny does, yeah, Highway 61 Revisited. Yeah, that's it. 
myself. Come on. During the Nashville Skyline era, you switched to Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For two albums, he's Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, there's the Bugs Bunny guy. That's a bad Bugs Bunny impression. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. There must have been time constraints or something, or like Billy West had to go do a movie. Maybe it was Futurama. It could have been. It's the right time. Maybe he got called up to do Futurama, and he couldn't do this, and they had to find somebody within six hours to record this. <laughs> yeah, it's real and bad. someone was like, my college roommate did a Bugs Bunny impression, <laughs> and I was off seven beers at the time, but I remember it being funny. <laughs> he doesn't have a job, so I think we could get him. Yeah, he's not busy. He's on my couch right now, actually. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised they didn't go into a skit right there. Yeah. Hey, Taz, are you here at Penny Lane? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> hey, hand me the microphone. <laughs> are we going to listen to this whole fucking album? Oh, here we go. <laughs> We're already so close. <laughs> I mean, we got to finish it. Now. Yeah, we got like six minutes left. We might as well. <sighs> yeah, this shit sucks. We're more annoying to hang out with than five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. They're getting bored too. They're not really jumping on each other too much right now. <laughs> They're just trying to get through it. Yeah. Two of them left the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah these I next. I thought my part was over. These next six minutes are going to be a fake Bugs Bunny and uh, and Elmer Fudd. Yeah, it's like when John Lennon finished She's So Heavy, he just walked out of the studio and never came back. That's what they did for this. <laughs> I feel like voice actors love this shit though. Yeah, they're voice actors are it. the worst people of all time. It's an yeah. interesting <laughs> fucking crew. Anyone who wants to be a voice actor is a freak. Yep. So they love anyone it. Anyone who's like the guy who does cartoon impressions. Who's that great? Like as a fifteen-year-old. Who's the great like, guy that uh, that whatever happened to him? He had a lot of he had a lot of traction on like streams. Was it Brian? Was his name Brian? Yeah, the, the guy who Brian loves uh, Disney. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, he's actually in uh, the Dracula. Yeah, he Castle did Hotel movie. Transylvania. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he's actually one wow. of the guys in it. So he managed to get on a movie. I just remember him going through drive-throughs and harassing service workers. That's yeah. what he'll always be best at, you know. Yeah, or he'll go to Disneyland and try to riff with the people who work there. Yeah, it's so annoying, man. I just the people who are there in the costume to talk to kids, and they have to talk to this guy who's thirty-seven. I love his donkey his impression. Yeah, that one's good. Doing a doing AAVE, but it's a cartoon, so no one can really get mad at yeah. you. <laughs> That's another thing that like uh, one of my uncles would definitely do. <laughs> Who's that? That's uh, yeah, uh, that's um. Yeah, Yosemite Sam, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I think. It's not a very good oh, impression okay. though. It's pretty bad. And I didn't know he was on this. He's not on the album cover. He's the Eric, Eric Clapton of of uh, Looney Tunes <laughs> Beatles. That is an wow, awful okay. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's so bad. I just looked at the spoilers here for the track list, and we still got two more songs after this. And Nate, you're really going to like the last one. 
I was gonna go. I was gonna fucking go to the fridge and grab a drink, but I guess I'll stick around for for the finale. We haven't pointed it out yet, but it says the furry four sing their fab which one four that's funny, and two uh, Daffy Duck doesn't have fur. Elmer Fudd also doesn't have yep. fur. Yeah, it's like the furry two with with one guy with skin and one guy with feathers. Yeah, the feathery one and the skinny one. <laughs> The fleshy one. <laughs> the fleshy one. I'm so glad I didn't have anything to do tonight and I just didn't feel bad about leaving my 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 family upstairs. <laughs> I have to go listen to kids' music. <laughs> Alone. You guys wouldn't understand. No, with other adults. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I, babe, I got to work today. And then and then she's like, what do you have to do? And I'm like, I got to record Claincast. And Levon's just like, that's not a, that's that's not work, dad. Come on. <laughs> Listen here. Podcasting is good, honest work. That's right. You need to learn to appreciate podcasters. Yeah, I know. I, I know. It's the hardest job in the world. I know. You try being on time for something. You know, say what you will about this album, but this album saved my life. <laughs> yeah, this was big for me when I was four. <laughs> Dude, I, I was the I was most in a really depressed. bad place mentally. <laughs> yeah, when I was four, I was the most depressed I've ever been, and this album saved me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, that does not sound like Bugs Bunny. Now when it took them one line to go into a skit. However, it can buy a great deal of admiration. I'll give you all I've got to give. Say no more. Large bills will do. I may not have a lot to give, but what I've got, I'll give to you. I can't believe we're just still sitting through this. <laughs> we have nothing we have left to say about it either. Left, yeah. We give up 29 minutes into a 32 no, minute I, album. No, believe me, as yeah. someone who watched the whole fucking Lethal Weapon series, TV series, I know. <laughs> I know about podcast uh, obligations. Yeah. This is another song that's not that good of a song. If you take the Beatles off it, yeah, totally. If you put Jack Antonoff on it instead of the Beatles, yeah. <laughs> Daffy Road. Daffy Road. They should have made that the cover. The actual cover is. Oh yeah, why it's not? It's kind of weird because it's like almost the Let It Be cover, but it's yellow on a red background and it doesn't have like the same design and they've all got the um they've got the mop top hair oh which my is god not from the let it be mm-hmm. did you hear meet me yeah that's amazing dude nate this song's for you oh the great song thank you i like that they did both they of your two least them crossing the street yeah you're right that's way more iconic that would have been awesome and they could have called it daffy road the worst Beatles song is is what Savoy Truffle. That's got to be the worst Beatles song. Oh, yeah, that one's time. bad too. There's a lot of bad yeah, ones on the White one, Album. 
That has a couple bars in it that could be turned into something great, right. but yeah, it's kind of... George was like, well, fuck it. We make joke was, songs, don't he we? He was working on All Things Must Pass. Right. Hmm, is this an improvement or is it worse than the original? It might be an improvement, this is just actually. sound effects. <laughs> that might be better. Wasn't it, Was there just like a fart noise? I don't... I think, it's like I think it was an anvil car backfiring. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel bad for whoever had to make this for their job. The gaff, the, or what is it? What is it? The guys that makes the sound in the studio. Like whoever is is making all those sound silly sound effects. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, foley, like foley artists. Yeah, foley. That's it. Even they're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I like how relentless it is, the same too. Ones over yeah, there's over. a meep meep every fucking five seconds and the same <laughs> anvil falling again. It's, it's the same thing as, like, the uh, 21. 21. Yeah. <laughs> Maybach music. Yeah, meep meep. We the best music. Meep meep. If young Metro don't trust you, I'ma shoot you. Metro! All right. Wow, well, that we was made one it. of the worst albums I've ever heard. It, but it did save my life, so it's worth something. <laughs> it did save my life. Yeah, like if I I could have been like in the car right now driving somewhere, and then someone could have t-boned me <laughs> if <laughs> I didn't have to, to be home and record this. <laughs> so this album saved my life. No, but what if you're listening to this and you died in an accident, and the long and winding road was playing with all those sound effects <laughs> over it when the paramedics show when up? The, when the- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're responding to a car crash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, well, do, do we, what are we, uh, what we, well, okay, yeah. I see the Tasmanian meltdown, but. All right, now we got to do the Elvis one. <laughs> Sit here for another fucking 45 minutes. Yeah, that one's that one's only 41 minutes. We'll so save that one for nine minutes longer than this one. We could do part two someday. I would love to. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nate, thanks for stopping by. Uh, and you know, you keep at that guitar there, young man. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really do enjoy it. Uh, it's been a, it's been a wonderful time talking with you guys though. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to have you. We got to have you back more often. You uh, know? I'm always around. Absolutely. I cherish it guys. All right. Well, until next time when we listen to some other annoying crap. <laughs>